Hello, welcome to North Douglas Church. I'm Pastor Rod Fair here in Victoria, British Columbia. And today I want to talk to you about honoring God. This is part five in the series of messages on the book of Daniel entitled, Making the Best of Tough Times. You see, I know that a lot of people are living through some tough situations. They're living in some circumstances that are difficult. That could be related to the pandemic and the kind of stresses it puts on some people's lives. It could be related to health or relationship issues, and often it's related to job issues. People have a difficult time and they're living through some very difficult circumstances. I know that as we call on God, as we learn about honoring God, that he will help us in the midst of our tough times. And so I am thankful to be able to share this message with you today. Let me remind you that on our social media pages, you can find all of the messages in this series. Go to northdouglaschurch.com, our webpage, and you will find them listed there under the sermon tab. You can also find them on our YouTube page, our Facebook page, as well as on podcast. And if you have any prayer requests, send them to prayer at northdouglaschurch.com and I'll pass those along to the prayer team. We'll pray over your requests and call on God for you. We do this every week. We meet together online and we talk to each other about the prayer requests that come in. And so I would love to be able to add your concerns to that list. We're talking about honoring God in this part of Daniel. And uh, this really started with Nebuchadnezzar. You see, Daniel had confronted Nebuchadnezzar with uh, the meaning of the dream that God had given to him. And in the midst of that, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was humbled, like I talked about last week, and came to the place where he humbled himself and honored God as the sovereign Lord over all things. Now, Daniel was really a part of that, and uh, remember that he was gifted by God to be able to interpret dreams, and he became, as one of the captives uh, out of Judah, he became one of the leaders in Babylon. He served King Nebuchadnezzar as a captive, but he was very intelligent, wisdom was granted by God, and he rose in the ranks within the government. And Nebuchadnezzar learned to rely on Daniel as a wise man, as someone that would tell him the truth and someone that would interpret what God was saying to him as a leader of this great nation of Babylon and all the places that they controlled. In serving, um, in serving Nebuchadnezzar, God had revealed that he deserved to be honored, uh, whether it was by the people uh, that were the Jews that were in exile, or whether it was by the Babylonians, King Nebuchadnezzar himself. And so God had that as a standard going through as he dealt with all these different kinds of people. And, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar had learned to honor God. Where we come to this part of the story in Daniel chapter 5 is that Nebuchadnezzar has passed from the scene and his son Belshazzar has taken over as the king of Babylon. And um, he did not have the same kind of character that his father had. And, uh, and ultimately, he did not honor God. And so this is what this part of the story is about. And this is how God confronted Belshazzar uh, using Daniel to interpret uh, the meaning of this vision. You see, the king had thrown this large party. 
And uh, in the midst of a thousand nobles gathering together, all the royal court, all the, all the queen's people, and, and there was all the concubines and all the people that were gathered to celebrate uh, with the king at this feast, this festival. The king called his servants to come and bring him all of the drinking goblets that were taken by his father out of the temple at Jerusalem, the temple of God, and to, to bring them to this feast so that they could use them to celebrate. And while they were drinking wine out of uh, the goblets that were dedicated to God, they were praising the gods of gold and silver and uh, precious stones and all of the, the things that they valued. And uh, all of a sudden, there was in their midst appearing a hand. And this hand, without a body, just a hand in the middle of, uh, of the room, started to write these words on the wall. And it terrified the people. It terrified the king. He'd never seen anything like this, didn't know what it meant. So he called his uh, wise people, his astrologers, his philosophers, all the people that he could... Uh, call on to come and tell him what this meant and uh, what these words on the wall were actually meaning. Called them in. He promised them uh, royal robes and gold and silver, all kinds of rewards if they could tell him what this really meant. And none of them could. And so the queen, realizing that the king was so distraught over all of this, said, I remember there was a man that your father, King Nebuchadnezzar, had relied on. And so they called for Daniel to come. Uh, they believed that Daniel did have the, the wisdom and the gifts from the gods. They didn't really know it was God Almighty, but they knew that Daniel was special. And, uh, and so they called him in and said, can you interpret this, uh, this writing on the wall? And uh, we'll give you gold and silver and precious robes. And Daniel said to the king, keep your money. I don't want it but I will tell you what the writing on the wall means. You see, God had given him the ability to interpret these kinds of things, and so he was willing to tell the king what this was about. And he started off by telling King Belshazzar about his father, King Nebuchadnezzar, and how Nebuchadnezzar had been humbled by God, how he considered himself to be the ruler of this great nation, had done all these wonderful things, and God brought humility in his life. And uh, ultimately, you know, brought him through this area where he would honor God, that he would acknowledge the Lord God as sovereign over everything. And then Daniel said to the king, but you have not done that. And this is where I want to start in Daniel uh, chapter 5, verse 22. It says, you are his successor, O Belshazzar, and you knew all this, yet you have not humbled yourself. For you have proudly defied the Lord of heaven and have these cups from the temple brought before you. You and your nobles and your wives and concubines have been drinking wine from them while praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, and wood and stone. Gods that neither see nor hear nor know anything at all. But you have not honored the God who gives you the breath of life and controls your destiny. So God has sent this hand to write this message. This is the message that was written. Many, many, tekel, and parson. This is what these words mean. Many, meanings numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Tekel, meaning weighed. You have been weighed on the balances and have not measured up. 
Parson means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was dressed in purple robe. A gold chain was hung around his neck and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, the Babylonian king, was killed and Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. That's quite the story and it's quite the result that happened. You see, Belshazzar was judged by God. This is a story of judgment. He was judged by God for not being respectful, for not being one that honored the Lord God Almighty. And uh, God deserves honor from all people, and God was not going to put up with that. In fact, he took that kingdom away and handed it over to Darius the Mede. And, you know, Daniel ended up serving him as well as one of the kings over the land. But The point of this story is that Belshazzar knew all that had happened to his father, Nebuchadnezzar, and yet he himself did not humble himself. Even though he knew all the history, knew what had happened, he knew what Nebuchadnezzar had proclaimed about the Lord God Almighty, and he didn't follow suit. And so that's why in verse 23, Daniel said, you have not honored the God who gives you the breath of life and controls your destiny. Now, this is important. This is an example to us of what not to do. It's kind of like uh, those people that you hear about in a chemistry lab in the high school that take a solid potassium and put it in water and blow a hole in the ceiling of the school. Uh, I remember hearing stories of stuff like that and although they got a lot of attention, you realize that ultimately everyone thought this guy's an idiot. I mean, he should have known that he would never do something like that and cause a chemical reaction that would threaten not only the physical space of the school, but also the students that were present. Ultimately, it was an example of what not to do. If you've been on Facebook for any period of time, you've probably seen the memes of don't be like Karen, or don't be like Bob, or don't be like Tim. It'll say something like, Tim was a quarterback. Tim got tackled and cried like a girl. Don't be like Tim. You see, those kind of things uh, are all over. They're negative examples of what uh, we should avoid. You know, they're telling us that don't be like, like this kind of guy that did a bad thing. So I'm telling you today, this story in the Bible, Daniel chapter 5, is saying, don't be like Belshazzar. Right? He didn't honor God, and God judged him for it. It was a problem. It was uh, something that came into his life. He's ultimately killed because his kingdom was taken away. So this is pretty blunt, and this is this message from Daniel. Daniel knew what was going on, and he said, I don't want your money. I don't want to have anything to do with you because you haven't honored the Lord God Almighty. I believe this helps us in our own Uh, life as we consider what it means to honor God, to be honorable people. And this is the main point of my message today. Honor God and he will guide you through your life, giving you purpose and destiny. You know, Belshazzar had his kingdom taken away because he was not worthy of the calling that uh, he had been placed in. He was not worthy of the authority that God had given him over all of these people in these lands. And so he was going to give it to someone else. He was not a God-honoring person, and that is the kind of person that God is looking for. Someone that he can use that will not stand in his way of being honored by the people in this world. And so, 
you think about that kind of story and you say, what might Belshazzar's life been like if he would have honored God? Well, what would our life be like if we did honor God, if we did not stand in God's way, if we paid proper respect to the Lord God Almighty? And so let's talk about how we can put that into play in our lives, how we can honor God in our own lives. Well, first of all, I want to say this to you. Honor God by acknowledging that God is sovereign. And sovereign means in control, having authority over all. Psalm 24 says it this way, the earth's Earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him, for he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean's depths. We find that in the midst of difficult times that we wonder, is God really in control? Can't he help me? Can't he, can't he do something about this? We need to understand that ultimately God does allow a lot of, of pretty hard stuff to happen in this world. Right? This, this pandemic has been very much a sign of that. But it's not the first pandemic that's happened in this world. And so there have been pestilences, there have been wars, there have been all kinds of things that have come upon the earth because of people's bad choices. There have been things that have been tough times because of physical nature. Like, and God allows these things to come in, hoping that people will turn to him even in the midst of difficulty. And that really is a lesson. God will, God will be sovereign over all things. And there will be good times and there will be bad times. Will we turn to the Lord and acknowledge him, his authority over all things? He holds the very breath that we breathe. He has the power of our destiny. And therefore, we need to acknowledge that. If we want to honor God, we come before him and say, God, we understand that you have all of power of the universe at your disposal, and you can do as you please. And so we acknowledge you as Lord of all. The second way we can honor God is by asking for his wisdom and understanding. Paul prayed for the church and included this part in Colossians chapter 1. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. You know, we can honor God by coming to him and say, yes, God, you are sovereign and you know it all. You have all the wisdom and understanding that's necessary to help us to live an honorable life. You know, I find that people that know the big picture have a better way of living. They can, they can make decisions in a, a way that will help bring them to success in living. And so I believe that God often shares things with us in wisdom and understanding to those that will ask him why or what should I do or help me in the next step. Now, God doesn't tell us everything all the time, but he does share enough with us that we can make godly decisions, that we can make right decisions that will honor him. And ultimately, when we ask the question saying, God, why is this happening? Or what do I need to do within this circumstance? He will give us the next steps. And when we know those things, we can make the good decisions. We can make decisions that will honor him. So God can guide and direct. Will you ask the question? Will you say, God, I want your wisdom. I want your understanding. And that will help us to live with purpose and destiny. 
The third way that we can honor God is by choosing to be godly. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. You are a representative of Jesus Christ. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus, if you have trusted him to be your savior, then you represent him in this world. You are really a Christian agent. And other people see your example. Other people will listen to your words. And ultimately, they will make decisions about God as well. And so I'm asking you today, if you want to honor God in your life, choose to be godly. Choose to live what you believe, to do what you actually say, so that in everything you do or say, you're a representative of Jesus Christ. Godliness means that we're following after the character of God, that we're, we're living by God's values, by that moral compass that God gives us. And so we should not make choices that are not in line with that. Like that's hypocrisy, right? And we don't care for people that uh, are living a hypocritical life. And I don't think that people uh, in the world around us want to see Christians that are hypocrites. They want to see Christians that are actually following Jesus and living by their beliefs. And when they see that, they themselves are challenged to honor God in their lives. But we need to be honorable people in choosing to live a godly life. And then God can lead us into deeper purposes and fulfilling the de destiny that he has given to us as people that are following after him. As I come to the end of this message, I want to remind you that Daniel was a very good example to those people that were around him. I mean, he was a godly person. He called on God. He prayed for revelation. He asked God for help in living his own life, even though he was a captive in a land that he didn't really want to be in. He was in serving people that he didn't really want to serve. I mean, he would much rather have been back in Jerusalem, back in, in Judah, being able to worship at the temple. But that's not where he found himself. And so he served the people where he was, and he did the best that he could in the midst of his difficult circumstance and difficult situation. He honored God, and God led him through those times, led him to the place where he could speak the words of the Lord and bring honor, both through his own words and challenging other people to be honorable. No matter the situation that you find yourself in, no matter the effects, whether it be from this pandemic or other tough life situations that you are in, whether it be health or relationships, we can ask God to lead us with purpose and with destiny. We can say, God, we are honoring you with our lives. And so I'm challenging you today, choose to honor God. Make that choice Make that choice to be that honorable person saying, I'm going to honor God with all that I do. The things I say, the attitudes that I have, the behaviors that I live out. I'm going to be an honorable person to the Lord God Almighty. Let's pray together. Father God, we want to thank you. We respect you. We respect your authority in this world. And we realize that we are subject underneath you as the creator of all things. And so we come to you and acknowledge that you are Lord of all. 
But God, we also ask for your wisdom. We ask for your understanding. We want to live within the purposes of God. We want to live within the destiny that you have created. And we're thankful for the promises that you have given to us, promises of eternal life. We thank you for the promises of being with us always and pray that you would continually guide us with that wisdom and understanding. Help us to choose that godly way of living so that we can bring honor to you and that we will be a godly example to others that are around us. God, we trust in you and pray that you would continually walk with us in this life. And may we be taken into eternity to spend eternal life with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking in this teaching today. Will you stay with me for a few more moments as we worship and sing, Great is the Lord. Oh!